1: Unlock the power
0: of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden.
2: Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is the place where we re- uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And it's a new year. And I'm so excited. I'm Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So happy to be with you. This is the first live show of the new year and i am really i've been chomping at the bit couldn't wait to get back to you and your dreams and your dream lives i i posted an email today and i was saying something about how i've never in my life experienced um, a few months where there's been so many people that i know and i love that have passed away i mean it was like record number for a while it was almost like every day And one of my dear friends asked me, Are you okay? Are you how are you doing with all of this going on and all you know, all this loss? And and I had there had been lots of tears and all kinds of stuff. But I said, I'm doing I'm doing good. And she asked, Well, how are you doing good? Because most people even just if a fraction of those people had passed, they would be freaking out. And I thought about it and I said, Wow. There's a few things, a few tools in my toolbox that are my go tos. Like I go to Teotihuacan and all that I learn from the Toltec work. Um, And by the way, I'm leading a journey in a couple of weeks and there's still a couple of spots left if you want to join me there. But that's one of my tools. But the other tool that I use that is fail proof, it is so accessible and it works like a charm every time. It's the peace method. And it was created by my dear friend Aurora Winter and i can't wait for her to share it with you we're also today on the show going to talk about post traumatic growth we've all heard about post traumatic stress we all know what ptsd is but do you know what ptsg is or post traumatic ptg it's um so aurora's going to talk about that and it's surprising it's going to give you a whole new look what it means to go through a difficult time. It actually, it's kind of like the upside, if if you if you don't mind me saying, of a tragedy. Um, and politically speaking, and on so many fronts in our world, there's so much going on that is putting people into crisis mode. And I think if we don't find our own inner peace, then we just become part of the problem. It's like Einstein said something about you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it so we it's incumbent upon us to be part of the mind that can solve the problem part of the heart that can solve the problem even just in our energy so that's what we're gonna learn about today and I'm really excited to share it with you and I love the Stephen Covey saying that you teach what you most need to learn so I'm not really teaching this but I'm providing the teaching for you because I can't learn it enough. It's a it's a huge part of being human, having to deal with the dodgeballs and the and the lemons that get thrown at us. And how do you turn lemonade and lemon meringue and out of all of that? So that's what today's about. Before we dive in, let me just invite you to turn within for a moment and just close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths with me. So just let your breathing help you to release and let go of 2019, the ups, the downs, the highs and lows, and know that everything that is good and important will stick. Everything else, let it go. Let it rip. Let it go so you can be standing in the clear of a brand new year. You can be standing in the sunlight of the spirit of your greatest and grandest possibilities, so that you can truly do what you came to earth to do. You can do it in this year, you can allow it in this year, not that you have to push any boulders uphill, no, no, no. But your energy can be aligned, you can release everything that's in the way so that you can be totally attuned to your intention for incarnating in this dimension. So just take a moment in the silence, if you would, to contemplate a feeling, tone, quality that would be most valuable for you to embody this year. For example, if you were to have and create and do everything just right this year, the way that you most dream it would be, and everything was working at full tilt boogie on behalf of your greatest good. What quality of being would you then be present to? So contemplate this quality. It might be excitement. It might be deep peace and ease. It might be relief. It might be, ah, this peak experience has become my plateau. It might be whoosh. It might not even be a word, it might be a symbol, it might be a dolphin, it might be the sun. I used to, for a while, say that my ideal energy was like a human Disneyland where it was like inventive and exciting and out of the box and playful. Right now I'm using the word whoosh to represent my desired state. So what is your desired state? I'd love to hear what it is because I think when we hear about it, we can reflect that back to each other and we can hold that for each other and remember that. And if you feel like calling in the show today and sharing that, feel free. If you have a dream you'd like to share as well, feel free to call in. The number is 816-251-3555. So just take one more big deep breath marinating in this quality feeling tone. And just like that, you are it. It's not something that's outside of you that's circumstance dependent, because you could tap into that feeling right now without your circumstances having to change even a little. That means that you can access and become and embody the full-blown feeling quality that you most desire. And this actually expedites the process of the things that you most want to occur. And you're not putting your feeling on the layaway plan. Because a lot of times people will say, well, once I get that promotion or I lose the weight or I have the love of my life, then I'll feel joyous, passionate, loved, lovable. But often if we don't embody that quality now and on the way in the pursuit, then we're not gonna have it. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, We can search the world over to find the beauty, but if we don't carry it with us, we will find it not. So carry that feeling tone with you and then you will find it and it will, it will just multiply who and what you already are embodying. Okay. And so it is amen that was a very different kind of a prayer <laughs> it's the kind of prayer that just doesn't end but let's get to what the show is about today and speaking of prayer this my guest is a living prayer she's a dream come true a prayer come true dreams are what initially connected us we met at agape but when i found out about this one big life-changing dream that she had i knew we were gonna be thick as thieves. (laughs) We were gonna be in like Flynn, and I love this woman, and her wisdom has literally changed my life, and I'll tell you all about that in a moment. So let me just tell you a tiny, tiny bit of her massive bio. AuroraWinter.com. AuroraWinter.com is her website. Um, You can find her on Twitter at AuroraWinterMBA. Facebook is Marketing Fast Track, and LinkedIn is Aurora Winter. And she is a film, television, and video writer and producer. She's the author of five books, including From Heartbreak to Happiness and The Peace Method. Aurora is the founder of the Grief Coach Academy, and she's also a the founder of Marketing Fast Track and a couple other companies that she will share with you in a moment. And today, she and I are going to unpack the surprising way that loss, any kind of loss, can launch you onto your path of your greatest success. Now, doesn't that just sound like, wait, what? Did she just miss mistake, what she just said. How how could your loss leverage your greatest success? Well, Aurora, it happened to Aurora and it happens for everyone Aurora touches. So she's going to touch you. And without further ado, I'm so grateful to bring to the Ask Dr. Dream show. Welcome, Aurora Winter. Welcome.
3: So great to be on the show with you, Kelly. I love that meditation. Every time I'm with you, I feel transported. I got all those little tingly god feelings. I just adore your energy. You're such a blessing.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank
3: you so much. Launch leaders and struggle just might be your superpower rather than your kryptonite.
2: Yes. Okay. So before we talk about that, can you give people who, who maybe aren't familiar with you yet the little bit of the nutshell of when you had the rug pulled out from you and kind of what happened to you that that brought you into this place of such empowerment and wisdom
3: absolutely so i was living i thought a perfect life i had launched with my husband a business that grew to be a multi-million dollar business i had been uh, i met mel gibson and goldie hahn and was starting my career as a screenwriter and tv producer And we were building our dream home on the lake, and I had a beautiful four-year-old son. So life seemed like it was good and just about to get better. And then my 33-year-old husband dropped dead suddenly, right in front of me. And so you, you can probably imagine, you know, my life was completely shattered in that moment. I felt like Humpty Dumpty. I felt like, you know, my life had smashed into hundreds of pieces. And I had no idea if I could ever super glue the pieces of my life back together again. But I had a good reason to do so. I had a beautiful four-year-old son. And so I, I, uh, I had to figure out a way to super glue my life back together again. And um, and later I you know, founded the Grief Coach Academy to help other people. But as you mentioned in the intro, uh, one of the things that really shifted me was that a dream. So up until this, would you like me to tell that dream?
2: Yes, please, please, please.
3: Yes. So um, I really felt like the victim after my husband died. I was 31 years old. I was a widow. I hated that word. This was not how Mm. my life was supposed to be. You know, I didn't have my business partner. I didn't have my husband. I didn't have my best friend. I didn't have a source of income. And I did have a four-year-old son. And I felt like a victim. I felt like it should not have happened. Honestly, I felt like God must have hated me. I must have done something wrong. So I compounded my injury by um, thinking that God hated me. But then on the mm. second anniversary of my husband's death, he came to me in a dream, which was the only way he could. And in the dream, Mm -hmm. we met at an airport. Everybody else is rushing somewhere else purposefully, And we sat at, you know, those stupid, like, little plastic tables. Excuse me. And I just unleashed my fury. I'm like, how could you, die beside me, how could you, you know, leave our son without his father? How could you do this to me? And he asked me three questions in the dream. And these questions changed my life. He said, well if you had it to do all over again, would you still marry me? I'm like, yeah, I'd still marry you. We had a lot of great times. And the second question was, well, if you had it to do all over again, would you still have our son? I'm like, absolutely. He's the light of my life, my joy, my blessing. And then in the dream, my late husband asked me the third question, and this is the one that changed my life. He said, Given those two answers, would you want to know that I died young? And I was like, kind of gasped. And I searched my heart and I discovered the answer was no. Why would I mm-hmm. want to take the joy that we did have with dread? And that dream impacted me so profoundly, there's not even words for it, because I was able to be grateful for the time we had. And see that mm-hmm. there was that God didn't hate me. That there was no mistakes here. That I had a you know beautiful time with my husband, I had a beautiful son. I wouldn't have wanted to have known. And so, I shifted from feeling feeling like a victim to feeling appreciation and gratitude. And that's the initial thing that connected us. That dream, which you kindly put in in one of the chicken soup
2: books. Um, yes, chicken soup for the soul. Dreams and whole, premonitions.
3: Exactly. And I've been on a whole journey since then. I founded the Grief Coach Academy, but I want to tell you, it's taken me almost a decade or more maybe to mm-hmm. to go from this sense of, well, maybe I can super glue my life back together again. And if you're 20 feet away and you don't have good eyesight, maybe you won't notice that I'm broken <laughs> to, to, to understanding that, no, I'm not broken and neither are people who have like almost anybody who's over 20, dealt with major loss. In fact, those places where we might think that we're broken or damaged can actually be a key to your superpower, which is, uh, you know, something I'd love to share.
2: Oh, you know, I because I've known you for years now. I've heard your story so many times, and it never ceases to bring me to tears. It just cuts me right open and it makes me feel so grateful for it's that tiny little paradigm shift and for anyone listening who doesn't know um back in 2009 dana and i were adopting a daughter that um that died right before we got her and it was the biggest loss of my life up to that point and probably still and i was shattered i was totally totally shattered and um and aurora your dream and your work helped me to put the pieces of myself back together again and there's a quote that i attribute to you and i must have told i should give you a dollar every time i use this quote and i and i attribute it to you you'd have a million and a billion dollars by now um the quote is a broken heart is an open heart and it and I, oh, I can't tell you how many people have heard that and said, oh, oh my God, instead of feeling like damaged goods, I'll never be the same. We don't really ever want to be the same. We want to become better, a better version of ourselves. And I love that you talk about superpower, because I feel like if, we, if we're if we going to go through something hard and gnarly, when we put the pieces back together again, they, sh- we shouldn't come back together in the ordinary way. I always think about this is going to date me but when i was little i used to love the bionic man and the bionic woman tv shows it's like we can rebuild them but stronger faster better it's like if we're going to rebuild yourself let's let's access the superpower let's allow you to be a better version of yourself a more true version of yourself so in your from your perspective how do you do that how could somebody's deepest trauma end up becoming their greatest access to triumph I don't know if that's how you put it, well, but I, how do you do that?
3: Absolutely. Um, and that's what I want to really – this is the new part of my work. Like, I founded the Grief Coach Academy. I wrote the book about the peace methods, which is called Grief Relief in 30 Minutes. And that took us up to a spiritual point of view that you could be better. But what I want to yes. add today, which is, which is in my brand-new book that just came out called um, Thought Leader Launch, um, right. is – the neuroscience behind it, so I want you to know that, yes, I'm very mm. spiritual, like Kelly, and I don't think about <laughs> that anymore I'm my best friend. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not just wishful thinking behind this,
1: and, yeah. and not
3: just metaphor, there's actually neuroscience. But first, mm. let me paint the, paint the bigger picture before we go into the neuroscience so that I set the frame and it makes sense. So when Great. trauma happens or loss or grief or setback or challenge, like what you and Dana experienced on the eve of adopting your daughter and then that was not possible and she passed and that was devastating or when your dog died and for, yeah. you know, in my case, when my husband died or you have a breakup, you have a, an abortion, you have a miscarriage, your kid goes off to college, like there's a lot of things but Yeah.
2: You know, or um, job loss, or just something that you, you got to move. Some any any kind of thing that rattles the cage.
3: Exactly. So when your cage is rattled, if it's really rattled, it, imagine that your life is like a, a brick house, and with an earthquake, it rattles that house so much that the bricks fly everywhere. That's what I think. My metaphor for post traumatic stress or any major Life crisis,
1: mm. like
3: shit. That your 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 brick house is uh, bricks are everywhere. You still have bricks, right. but they're not making the house anymore. So, right. what are you going to do? You can despair and cry, and that's not going to make you stronger. That is the kryptonite. So, the kryptonite is giving up. But if you go, okay, I still have bricks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you struggle and labor to rebuild your house or build a new house. Or you decide, you know what, I do not want to live in a brick house. Anyway, I'm going to go to Maui. <laughs> I did want to be, you know, I'm going to live in a bamboo house. Is... Yeah, when you engage with the challenge, you transform. And mm. what most people in North America think is that your best, Shot is that you won't be too badly broken. You can super glue yourself back together. But here's the really amazing thing. Most of us think that struggle is kryptonite, that struggle is a sign that we failed, we're doing something wrong, or in my case, God hates us. But what if it's a challenge and an invitation to level up in an entire quantum leap? Okay, so the neuroscience behind this there's three things that lead to mastery. As Malcolm Gladwell popularized in his book, Outliers, it's 10,000 hours for mastery. What does mm-hmm. that mean? That means there's 9,999 hours below mastery. That's called struggle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, various, various levels of struggle. When we struggle at the edge of our ability, we're not just phoning it in. We're not in our comfort zone. But we're not completely drowning but we're pushing ourselves, it's hard, it's difficult, we have to really focus. We are actually rewiring our brain. We are laying down what's called myelin, and that's an insulator that coats the neurons. The amazing thing that happens is that whatever you do, you're making these new connections, what fires together, wires together is popular uh, terminology. And so mm. your, your connections before effort, before struggle, before work, before practice, might trundle along at a grandmotherly stroll of two miles an hour. But when you work hard, you do this effortful practice, in fact, the kind of practice that where the stakes are really high, where it really matters, where it's life or death, that actually gives you the fastest growth of myelin, Mm. and the result can be 100 times faster. To put that in perspective, before struggle, you're trundling along at a grandmotherly stroll two miles an hour. After struggle, after deep practice, you're going 200 miles an hour, which is the speed of a Formula One racing car. That is the difference. That is the value of engaging with the struggle so there is
1: that's amazing good thing is it it it's like
3: a it's laid down permanently myelin never goes away it's like a highway so you might have had a billy goat trail through the dirt before on a path to something that you need to master Mm. but when you're challenged and you deal with it now you have got like a super highway not in L.A. because Ooh. those don't go very fast, but let's imagine the superhighway, you know, in Switzerland or Germany where they actually belong
2: The Autobahn,
1: right.
3: The Autobahn in Germany. And so you're, you are building an asset for the rest of your life. Now, if you ignore it, it's like a plant. It's a living thing. It's like a plant. If you don't water it, you know, like the a, like a freeway, it'll sort of crumble over time. But if you keep charging those things, you will have a superhighway. So what's the bottom line here? So three things are required for you or for anyone to um, overcome a challenge and turn it from kryptonite into superpower. And those three things are decide, make a commitment that you're going to. I did that when my four-year-old son looked up at me, you know, with his innocent eyes, like, okay, mommy, what are we gonna do now? I'm like, okay, I'm getting through this. I had to, right? So decide is number one. Thing, and let me just add, let me just say
2: something them. for the, sorry, sure, let me just sure. add this, just for, for anyone who's having a hard time with this one, um, what I know about Aurora is it took a couple years, like that, even though mm-hmm. there was a decision, it wasn't overnight. So I don't want anyone to feel left out if they make a decision, it's New Year's, yay, and they're and it's hard, it doesn't matter, they can still do this, right?
3: Struggle. Oh my gosh, it took me forever yeah, right. I'm the queen of struggle. Okay,
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay keep going. Number two. Um,
3: yeah, it's the difference between, okay, the earthquake and then you're like, oh, should I rebuild or should I just cry in the corner? It's okay right. to cry in the corner and I'll come over and give you a hug. That's part of the process too.
1: But eventually,
3: if <laughs> you decide to get up and do something, that's where you're going to build your superpower.
1: So, the second right. thing
3: is to engage with the challenge. And instead mm. of thinking like you're broken and you're damaged and it's wrong that you're struggling, why not, as Kelly would probably back me on this, I'm sure she'd back me, it's the hero's mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you,
3: don't, you don't have a hero who never had any challenges. There's a reason right. heroes face dragons literally and metaphorically. Is, is mm. that dragon represents challenge. And, and don't be so literal. Like A dragon can represent any challenge dealing with uh um, not being able to adopt your daughter dealing with you know the death of a loved one that's a dragon and so a hero so, goes, okay
2: so hang out because well, we're about to go to a break and I want to I want to leave <laughs> number 3 as a little cliffhanger so you have to hang in there so we All know right. that we've got to turn our to go from kryptonite to superpower, we have to make a decision. We decide, and then the second one is that we engage in the challenge. And then the third thing is, oh my goodness, we're going to a break. It's going to be a quick break, I promise. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Aurora Winter. You can check out her website um, in the in these moments during the break, aurorawinter.com. And we will be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned, and we'll be here with with you in just a few minutes. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.
0: Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden.
2: Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show here with me, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And this is the place where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I would even say where we shine a light on the things that might look like nightmares and we find the hidden treasures there and i'm so grateful to be talking today with aurora winter her website is aurorawinter.com and we're talking about post-traumatic growth if you're just joining us and when we went to the break aurora was giving us the the three things that we needed to know about how to transform our kryptonite when we're when we're in the throes of some kind of trauma when we've been destabilized um just where the rug's been pulled out from underneath we can cry in the corner forever and ever or we can make a decision number one is to make a decision that we're going to engage with that we're going to do something different say it's, so give us a recap or it's better coming from you
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay
3: all right so three things that will grow your mastery grow your talent and help you turn adversity or struggle into a superpower, rather than suffering with struggle as kryptonite, the the three things are, number one, you have to decide. And that's like, imagine that you are a red Ferrari parked in the driveway. Deciding is taking the key and putting it in the ignition and turning the engine on. You haven't gone anywhere, Mm -hmm. but you've decided, Mm -hmm. right? So like, I can't help anybody unless they decide they want to be helped. And I know like some people, for a while it's okay you know are quite committed to their victim story i felt like a victim for Mm. two years so hey that's okay if that if you're going through that phase but when you decide hey i have had enough of struggling i've had enough of feeling like a victim then that is life changing that is the first thing you gotta decide enough of that i'm gonna put the key in the red ferrari otherwise it's just like a statue your red ferrari can't go anywhere in this unit second thing after you turn the engine on with a decision, is to engage, right? So you put it in gear. And Mm -hmm. engaging looks like um, confronting that dragon in the hero's journey, confronting the obstacle, confronting the challenge, and um, doing something about it. So what you're going to do about it relates to number three. But let me tell you a story story about number three because this will make it much more clear so my son yale um has, has all grown up now and he started jogging inspired by david goggins You know who david goggins is Kelly?
2: i've heard the name but i don't know who he is
3: okay so let me tell you the little quick david goggins story so he Wait. um he uh, had a challenging childhood um, very difficult home life with a physically abusive, alcoholic father. And so he, the mm-hmm. way he puts it is that he grew up with a cracked foundation. He struggled mm-hmm. through school. He had a learning disability. He got ticked on. And so, you know, he was, after he graduated from high school, he was living a very modest life. Uh, $1,000 a month, he was earning spraying for cockroaches. And he figured that was, you know, that was his lot. But then one day he was watching and he saw um, the, the Navy SEALs on a documentary. And he's like, I don't want to be a Navy SEAL. Only problem was he weighed 300 pounds. He was completely out of shape. He, he hadn't mm. turned on the ignition. But in that moment when he saw the Navy SEALs, he's like, I can do better. But so he decided. In that moment, he decided he was going to do better. He went down to see the Navy SEALs, recruitment office people. And they're like, it's not going to happen. You've only got 90 days. You're out of shape. You get you like no, it's not going to happen. Um, and, but he just mm. was committed. So in 90 days, he lost over 100 pounds. He mm. he trained and he, as he put it, he calloused his mind. So he trained and trained and trained until he got accepted into the Navy SEALs, and they were oh my god, explored, But he was determined. And then what he did in the Navy SEALs, he practiced deeply. Practiced to get a strong mind and body under the coaching and training, in this case, of the Navy SEALs. So that was a very elite level of training, and it took him a number of tries to pass, but he finally got through Hell Week, and now he's a retired, and he served, and then he is a retired Navy SEAL. So his story shows us the three elements. A challenge for years, suffering, and then a moment happened, and he decided, that's it, I can do better than spraying for cockroaches at $1,000 uh, a month and weighing 300 pounds. He decided that was point number two. Number, he started the process of struggling with that commitment. He did his best. He had no idea what he was doing, so he wasn't doing it very efficiently, but he lost the weight and he got accepted to the Navy SEAL. That's the beginning of his struggle. And then number three, under the coaching and mentoring and training of people who knew what they were doing, he became mm. a top quality athlete. So the third step is to train with somebody who knows what they're doing. So if you wanna train mm. on a brief coach, come work with us at the Brief Coach Academy. If you'd like to be launched as a thought, as a thought leader, uh, we'd love to help you at the Thought Leader Academy, which is the other thing that I do. Um, if you wanna oh, be a Navy SEAL, go train with a Navy SEAL. So those are the three wow. things. And David Goggins, when he practiced without mentoring, he he didn't know how to eat, he didn't know how to exercise, he fumbled around, but once he got mm. the training, he excelled. And now he's one of the world's uh, top ultra marathon athletes. And oh my what God. he said is he, he, he calloused his mind. He said he had to callous mm. his mind. I don't know if he knows the neuroscience, but isn't that an interesting word choice?
2: Like myelin. When I told you yeah. that
3: Exactly. It's that superhighway. So I don't know if he knows that or not, but the words he chose callousing his mind is that highway, And then Recently, he self-published his book, and he sold, well, first I got to back up. He said he asked somebody before if he should self-publish or go with a publisher, and an agent said, no, no, you should never self-publish. If you self-publish, you'll sell at most 5,000 copies of your book. Uh, it's just like you've got to go with a big publisher. you got to get an agent. But he's an independent thinker by now after having calloused his mind, so he decided to self-publish. And in uh, seven months, this book came out last last fall, uh, November two thousand eighteen, right? And in seven months, he sold a million copies of his book and six hundred and fifty thousand copies of his audio book. So if he had gone the traditional publishing route, it would have cost him maybe twenty million dollars. He would have forfeited twenty million dollars if he had done that.
2: Oh my god! Wow!
3: Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: this is amazing, and I love. Um, and I know we've got we've got some callers we want to get to you guys. So get just be patient. Hold on one second. So Aurora, we were talking yesterday, before the show, about how in so you've kind of gone from do being an entrepreneur once upon a time with your husband having your business and then kind of losing all of that when you when he died, with that devastating loss, and then kind of as you healed, you developed the wisdom to become not just a grief coach, but you started the Grief Coach Academy, ultimately, and writing kind of the book and the manual for how to to do, how to be this coach. And then within the coaching, it seemed like from my observation of you, because I've known you kind of through this whole process, mostly, I mean, for a long time, it seems like as people were healing, they were starting to want to do something creative with their life, something with their profession. So then you started to coach them with their career and how to how to get their message from their their heartbreak to happiness story out there. And then you kind of went, you know what? I'm really just excited about getting people's message out there. I'm just going to focus on that for a while. And now at this moment in time, you're bringing it all together, realizing that one of the things that stops people from being able to just jump on a platform and have their message and be a thought leader in, in the way that they most know that they're born to be is unhealed grief. Can you say something about that briefly?
3: Absolutely. I'm so excited about this because honestly, the penny just dropped for myself a few months ago because I thought, well, these two things don't go together, but I'm passionate about both of them. And then, in other words, the the Grief Coach Academy and the Thought Leader Academy, I thought, didn't go together. But then I realized, holy moly, the only thing that keeps people from stepping into the spotlight as a thought leader, from writing their book, doing a TED Talk, or really stepping into their power, is some kind of grief, trauma, setback, limiting belief. And so the first step, powerfully stepping into leadership, is to release anything that's holding you back. And then the second Mm -hmm. step, of course, is to discover, you know, what is your massively transformative purpose? What do you really care about? I think there are so many things out in society, like money, 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 how to make a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. Buckminster Fuller, I thought, really had it right. He said, you must choose between meaning and money. You cannot serve Mm. two masters. You cannot worship the golden calf and worship God. And this is what Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about, launching thought leaders who want to make a difference. I think money should be a byproduct of your contribution and should not be your primary focus. I think our society has gone insane. Mm -hmm. We we must be, uh, I believe, we must be grounded in what you value. And for me, that needs to be grounded in, you know, my divine values of contribution. And when you do
1: that, you are
3: fine. Buckminster Fuller, you know... made a million dollars in the 1950s, but he was committed to making a difference. So, you know, that's that's why I love training coaches at the Grief Coach Academy, and people, you know, can find out more about that at griefcoachacademy.com. And I live in Silicon Valley now, and we need leaders now more than ever before. If we don't have leadership, if we have people who are only playing political agenda games, are only worried about how much money they're making. Where's our world going to be in a decade or two? Our rate of change is so rapid. We really need people at the helm who care, who have a bigger picture, who aren't just focused on short term financial gains, but have a longer term view for, for society. So that's why I love to help, you know, thought leaders get clear in their book, get clear in their message, raise capital. Um, because I only work with people who, who are committed to making a difference. And I, I'm really passionate about it. As you can see, there's a lot, a lot to cram into this, uh, short interview. And
2: so much so that you're, you have a tremendous offer that is super generous for, for my listeners. So, so speak to that and then we'll, and then I want to come around and talk about a couple other things and I'm going to take some calls. So, um, Go for it. What is, what okay. you have, um, okay. something very special. to so so everyone who's listening, sit at the yes, edge of your seat.
3: Take notes. I, I do. I have something for everyone listening. So my brand new book, Thought Leader Launch, just came out. What I'd love everybody to do is you can get the first chapter for free and some bonus videos. It's all free. Just go to thoughtleaderlaunch.com. Download the first chapter for free. And you download the video training. And then if you'd like to, after you've opted in, you can also schedule a one-on-one call with me or somebody on my team. And if we can serve you, like if you'd like to come uh, join our training at the Brief Coach Academy or join our Thought Leader training, or maybe you want to come to our Life Design Retreats February 5 uh, to 9, um, then just mention Kelly Sullivan Walden is how you heard about us, and you will get $500 off for those uh, comprehensive training programs. So go to thoughtleaderlaunch.com. You'll benefit from the first chapter of my latest book for free and some videos. If you'd like, you can schedule a call to find out more about the Thought Leader Academy or the Grief Coach Academy. And be sure to mention Kelly sullivan Wald and Dr. Dream. And uh, should we work (laughs) together, you'll get $500 off. Thanks
1: to Kelly.
2: Yay, Thought Leader leader, um, Academy and Grief Coach Academy. That's .com. Yeah. So make sure you go there. At least check it out and get, go for it.
3: Yeah, the website to go to is, uh, well, they can go to aurorawinter.com and then click on the free book, or they can just go to thoughtleaderlaunch.com, and that takes them right there.
2: Awesome. Yeah, all roads lead to aurorawinter.com. All right, wonderful. (laughs) So, Denise, thank you so much for your patience. Oh, my heavens, I want to hear what's going on with you. Denise, you're welcome to the Dr. Doom
1: Show. So good. Talk fast and move fast. Where's Nancy T? Where's my girl? (laughs)
2: Nancy T is not on the show today and um but she may Aww. be joining us. So I know we're changing things up a bit, but I she's she's out there on Facebook. You can say hi to her. So okay. what you got cooking, honey?
1: Um, quickly, um if I have I've had this dream before, um, and I really do have to figure out what is going on. Was at a restaurant, buffet, okay. um, looking around, but it was a seafood. Buffet, all Mm. seafood, but months Mm. ago, I had one buffet, girlfriend of mine was showing me what was on the buffet, so this buffet Mm. is coming up, it's coming up too much, and I don't, a reoccurring Mm. dream is only because you're not getting the message, so I don't know what (laughs) is going on, but what I find profound about this is it was strictly seafood, fish, scallops, Mm. all seafood.
2: Mm. All seafood. All right. Well, really quickly, Hello. what's your association with seafood? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Yeah, of course. What's your
1: feeling it? I love it. I love it.
2: Okay. So, Aurora, that. I'm going to ask you I to dive good. into this as well. No no pun intended. Um, really quickly, it. if it were my dream, to me, anytime there's food in a dream, I think that my subconscious mind is showing me what I'm feeding myself. Like, what kind of thoughts I'm feeding Myself, am I feeding myself junk food? Am I feeding myself something healthy? In your dream, you're feeding yourself seafood, and to me, I associate anything from the sea, and that it's to me, it's associated with the feminine principles of flow, intuition, the mystery. So it's like I'm, I feel like I'm feeding myself of. This deeper underwater Mm. aspect of myself, Mm. and to me, I'm. And anytime there's a buffet, that also to me means choice. It means I am at Mm. choice as to what I'm feeding myself. It's not like I'm in a Mm. habit. I'm in a rut. It's like I'm in a choice point about how I want to. Like there's that saying where where thoughts go, energy flows, and results show. So a buffet is like I have a choice at what thoughts I'm going to feed myself and how that will nurture me and create results in my life. And um, I think it's also an interesting play on words, see food. It's like take a look at it, really see gotcha. what you're eating and not don't just be on autopilot with it. So that's what comes up for me. Um does that and Aurora, how about you? Do you want to weigh in? Do you want to we only have a, you know, we have well, about 10 minutes left on. Your doctor
3: dreams. So uh, the only thing I could add is it just remind me of the joke. And if you heard the joke, joke perhaps this might relate to your dream. The dream is uh, I'm on a seafood diet. I seafood and I eat it. So uh, if you're if you're dieting and that's uh, how you've been eating, because that's how I was eating at one point. I seafood and I ate. I'm like, whoa, gotta have some. Time. I don't know. It just remind me of that joke.
2: Oh that's hilarious okay. or I'm a I'm a triathlete. I always try to be an athlete, but uh not going to be just kidding. <laughs> Those kind of go together. So Denise, what does this bring up for you?
1: Like you said again choices. Um I have choices, but now I'm getting a little confused. Of what is it talking about? Not and I don't think it's food related. It's why do I I have choices but I I, I might need to ask the universe what are the choices? Which way do you want me to go? Because I keep having the dreams about the buffet. Last time I was with a girlfriend. This time I was by myself. What choice am I not making? What is it that you well, want me to see? What direction do you oh, want me to go in? in seafood, what do you want me to see? Ex- yeah, seafood is so expensive. It wasn't like it was mm. mashed potatoes and gravy. Seafood is good food. and People go get to a seafood Lobster. restaurant. People specialize in that. Fish. And fishes mm-hmm. got omega three in it. I mean, it's just the fact that mm-hmm. it was all seafood to me is very significant of something. Yeah, of like a time. high quality. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. I like how well, you said that. I like how you said that. Yes.
2: Yeah, there's something. It's it is. It's it's definitely like a a higher quality higher vibration kind of a thing and i think it's not an accident that you bring up this dream on the show where we've got aurora winter here who is somebody mm-hmm. who knows how to swim in the deep end of mm-hmm. grief and how to find the treasures mm-hmm. at the bottom of the ocean floor yep. and how to bring them up and turn. So, and I think there i mean just intuitively having a hunch that Denise, it might be a great thing for you to go to aurorawinter.com and download the free chapter, because what if there's something about your purpose, what you're here to contribute that might have something to do with your deeper waters, maybe any unresolved mm-hmm. trauma from the Past that maybe you that was that's still mm. on the bottom of the ocean floor that hasn't been brought up and totally mm-hmm. embraced yet maybe your ferrari hasn't completely gotten to do the laps that it's capable of doing and and by by doing by swimming in the deep end becoming more connected to the This aspect of you that is underwater, this will bring you more success in the new year. What are you thinking about that, Aurora? My father's death.
1: My father's death. We talked about that before. Oh yes. And I didn't know. I was, you know, I cried about that man the other day. I just can't seem to let that man go. I think about this man, and the man died nine years ago. You thought he died yesterday, so I was listening to her, and I took a lot of what she said. But I miss him, he was my father. Oh, my God. I okay, Denise, so I'm so much. grateful. I'm
2: covered in chills. I'm so grateful that you brought him up. And I want to thank your dad for being such a lovable person that he would cause you to be so attached and not want to let him go. Because one of my intentions for this show is to have Aurora share the peace method that is one of the ways that has helped me to get unstuck from my grief and not prolong it longer than it needs to be. So we've only got about five minutes. But, Aurora, can you address Denise's grief with regards to her dad? Can you teach us all uh, the- the peace method okay, in a nutshell. Okay, I'll
3: talk, I will uh, teach the peace method really quickly here. Um, and for a, a deeper dive, it's explained in my book, Grief Release in yes. Thirty Minutes, which is available as an ebook for less than a Starbucks latte. Or you can right, it and, and it will
2: change your life. And, everyone, everyone, go, go get, get that. As,
3: yeah, I will. Uh, yeah. So the grief Release in thirty minutes. Is what the book's called. The subtitle is "How to Use the Peace Method to Go from Heartbreak um, to Happiness." So, real quick, okay, I mean, I'd love you to walk through those uh, five steps. The Peace Method isn't an acronym, so it's P-E-A-C-E. P stands for Come into the present moment. It mm. could be breath, and then ask yourself, Is this pain or thought in the past, the present, or the future? Grief mm-hmm. is always in the past, and the future is only fortune telling. Our only point of power is right here and right now. Um, so just notice grief is in the past. The E of the peace method is to fully express your thoughts and feelings. It sounds like you haven't given yourself permission to fully express all of your thoughts and feelings. And how I would relate this to your dream. Is it, I would suggest that the universe is showing you, honey, take mm. whatever you want, the most expensive, nothing is forbidden. Choose from an abundance of the most expensive choices. And you're mm. asking, what should I choose? What should I choose? Well, don't ask, just you a red Ferrari. What do you want?
1: Choose the
3: mm. best. What, mm. what, what you love. And grief can show up in that way of a little bit self punishing or not honoring ourselves. Um, The A Mm. is to accept whatever's happened as if you Mm. had chosen it, like I did with my dream about my husband's passing. I accept it as if I had chosen it, and I'm grateful. I was grateful for the time I had with my husband. I'm sure you're grateful for the time you had with your Mm.
1: father.
3: B is to consider the contrary. How could the opposite of what you normally think be true. This is where the superpowers come for leaders or for looking at things from a different viewpoint. Perhaps you are uh, suffering with an idea. we more time. we're going to it, but how could you look at the opposite and see if that might be true? And then the last E is for enthusiasm, which means to be so with God or engage, if you like. And that's like, okay, you've got the, the Ferrari <laughs> ignition turned on, the keys in, you know, put it in gear. Where do you want to go from here? Mm. And I think the dream is inviting you, where do you want to go from here, honey? You can go anywhere. Nothing is forbidden. And like she gotcha. had said, she's, she's the dream expert. There's something about water that's the deep unconscious, that's the flow, that's possibilities, that's magnificent, that's feminine. And there's something about mm. seafood that's very expensive and also it's fresh that was my like fastest explanation of the peace
1: method, which worked Ooh. better in process you know to I wanna I hope that was helpful
2: that was amazing. How was that for you, denise
1: it, outstanding somebody um i I, don't know which, I like the fresh, see, we forgot that mm-hmm. seafood is fresh, it comes from the sea. Whoever said fresh, that was mm-hmm. profound. That, that, that was that, Laura that's something right there. Yeah, it's fresh. Yes.
2: Right. Yes. Absolutely. There was something it's fresh there was something Mm -hmm. that you said aurora about um and it sounded like you said uh, i thought you were going to say and don't eat your feelings like because this seafood to me the more Mm -hmm. i'm feeling into this as if it were my dream it's like this is about Mm -hmm. this is about the sea this is so yeah don't don't just eat your feelings feel them go through it and i just want to say years ago when my purse was stolen with it had my laptop in it and i was devastated i was in Colombia, all my money was gone my passport i was devastated books that I had written, they were gone. And because I practiced the peace method, I literally went from feeling like I had a hole in my soul and I like, I, I was punctured and I couldn't go on. I went through this process. And then especially when I got to the consider the contrary, uh, like if this didn't happen, as if I'd chosen it, I was like, Aurora, you've got to be kidding me. And it was like, wait, what if I did? What if this is how I wake up? And the truth is... I, I Because it dawned on me, wow, what if I get to have uh, the awakening of a lifetime as a result of this? Okay, then I choose mm. it. It totally shifted my energy. I went from crying, mm. sucking my thumb in the corner, to like kablamming out and having the most amazing time. Speaking of most amazing time, Aurora Winter, this time has flown. It's been like swimming, doing the backstroke in the river of gold with you. This is so amazing. And Denise, thank you for sharing your dream. I love that. AuroraWinter.com. That's the website to go to, to get your book, to get from heartbreak to happiness and also to get peace relief in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week we have Heather Ashamara. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.
3: Thank you for listening to unity online radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.